You're listening to the Douglas Jacoby Podcast. Here we bring you some of the material found on Douglas's website in podcast form. We hope that as you listen, you are challenged to think about faith. Today, Douglas is continuing his series on New Testament characters, now looking at the life of Barabbas. For more on this episode, follow the link in the show notes to Douglas's website. Now here's today's teaching. Hello, you're listening to New Testament Character Study 18 on Barabbas. You'll remember he was the political prisoner released by Pilate instead of releasing Jesus. We're going to talk in this lesson about the mystery of his name and identity, a bit about the political situation, and then we'll have our scriptural study and see how this applies to us. Well, let's begin with his name. It's Barabbas, accent on the third syllable. I may say Barabbas because I'm using the English convention. Barabbas comes from the Aramaic word bar, which is son, and you find that in names in the New Testament like Bartholomew, Bartimaeus, Barsabbas, Barnabas, Barjonah. Bar simply means son, like Ben in Hebrew. Well, what is Barabbas then? You know, it's the son of Abbas. And what is that? Maybe Abbas is simply the name of his father. Some some conjecture that it's Barabban. That is, he's a son of a rabbi. Either way, this fellow must have had a first name. He was more than just the son of Abbas or son of a rabbi. And this raises an intriguing possibility. Some of the late manuscripts of Matthew 27 actually supply a first name, and that is Jesus. If that's the case, his name is Jesus Barabbas. Pilate would then have been asking which Jesus he should release. Okay, Um, I'm reading from Matthew 27, 16, and they were holding at that time a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. When therefore they gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who's called Christ? And so he's asking which of the two Jesuses. Yet the manuscript evidence is late and this cannot be uh, proven. By the way, there are many Jesuses in the Bible, if it sounds kind of funny to you. We have Joshua in the Old Testament, Joshua son of Nun, exactly the same word Jesus, Yeshua or um, Jesus in Greek. There's six others in the New Testament named uh, Jesus, like Jesus called Justice. Um, one of Jesus' own ancestors had his name. And in the Apocrypha, there's Jesus, son of Sirach. The early church, just in the New Testament, may have known um, of as many as 12 men by this name. And it was very common in the first century. So who is he? Uh, we don't really know. Maybe it's uh, his name is um, Yeshua Barabbas. Maybe he was uh, Jesus, uh, son of Abbas, but there are other possibilities too. What's the political situation? What's going on? Why is this guy imprisoned? Well, according to the, uh, the various accounts in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, he was a bad man. Matthew simply says he was a notorious prisoner. Mark, Luke, and Acts say he was a murderer. In John 18, we find out he was a robber. In other words, this guy takes the law into his own hands. If he was a political prisoner, some would say, how unlikely that uh, you know Pilate would release someone who's such a, a threat to the Roman state. And I've heard that 
actually brought up as an objection to why this could not possibly be historical. Pilate would never let go such a threatening individual. In fact, something just like this happened, and it's been recorded in the year 85 AD. The governor released uh, a criminal, a political criminal, uh, to the crowds. Now, this is hardly the Al-Qaeda king of clubs. This is Barabbas. And to overestimate his danger to the state, I think, would be a mistake, even though, of course, the Romans were sensitive uh, to the problems um, associated with sedition. They wanted stability. And, in fact, we we think of Barabbas as a bad guy. Um, I I think you'll see through the course of this lesson, um, that's that's really not the way to look at him. Firstly, he, he may have been a hero figure for some of the Jews. If he was associated with the Zealots, that is, that faction among first century Jews who were extremely dissatisfied with Roman occupation. They longed for independence. They were revolutionaries. And uh, violence is an acceptable means to the revolutionary goal of independence. Then Barabbas would have been respected. Uh, There may have been many like him, those who were willing to use violence to achieve their ends. He's normally in film portrayed in a pretty negative light. And I remember in uh, Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ, when he smiled dumbly, I mean, this guy really looks like a simpleton. You see these incredibly hideous teeth, you know, making him, uh, it's a caricature of, of all that is disgusting and gross. Um, and, and perhaps he was like that in his heart. We don't know what he looked like or even what he was like inside. But I think uh, that some individuals like this who are willing to, to risk imprisonment and even execution for their political goals may have been more highly regarded than we realize. The political situation is pretty tense in 30 AD. Uh, Pontius Pilate has made faux pas. He will commit more. And his 10-year rule as governor will end uh, in just six years later uh, with another um, scandal, another disgrace. It is a politically sensitive situation. And unless you're very new to the New Testament, you already know that 40 years later, the Romans destroyed Jerusalem and the temple, radically transforming the nature of Christianity um, not to not to speak of Judaism. Well, that's a little bit about the political situation. I'd like to read from Mark's Gospel because it's generally acknowledged to be the oldest of the Gospels. Now, and this is 15.6, it's all in the notes. Now, it was the custom at the feast, which is, of course, Passover, to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Asked Pilate, knowing it was out of envy that the chief priest had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked them. Crucify him, they shouted. Why, what crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him, wanting to satisfy the crowd. Pilate released Barabbas to them. We don't really have a lot of information about this man. We, we know a little bit because of the Jewish historical background, which I mentioned earlier. 
I mean, you can read first century writers like Josephus and Philo, fill in the gaps a little bit in your understanding. And if you study Roman history, you learn that crucifixion had a special purpose. It was hardly ever used for citizens. But it was a common punishment for slaves, rebels, political criminals. So this is not garden variety criminal. Presumably, Barabbas uh, might have been killed, might have been crucified. We don't know, but we do know that he was let go instead of Jesus. Justice would have dictated that Jesus be let go, as he'd done nothing wrong, and that Barabbas face his sentence. Well, how does this apply to you and me? You say, I'm, I'm not a rebel. Are you sure? You say, I'm not even political. <laughs> okay, good. Does that mean we're off the hook? Does that mean the substitution that took place doesn't apply to us? See, I relate to the story. We often think, well, the story is in the Bible because it happened. I think that's true. I, I have no reason to doubt that there was a Barabbas who was released. But I don't think that's why the story's in the Bible. The story's in the Bible because it connects to the gospel message. I know guilt. I know the shame of saying never again and then sliding backwards. I know the power of anger. I know what it is to be impulsive. And I know what it is to go too far to get my own way, to treat others as objects instead of subjects. Barabbas was murderer, rioter, robber. Well, we've robbed the Lord of his time, his money, his honor. Haven't we treated as our own what really only belongs to him? We've rioted in our hearts. Never? You've never done that? Your innards are a seething sea of chaotic, attitudinal, self-focused feeling. What about murder? Well, there's a sense in which we collectively share the guilt for the crucifixion of our Lord. Barabbas went free? No, you and I went free. A substitution has taken place. It's taken place. If there were justice, we would not have been freed. But instead, there was mercy. And it reminds me of a simple song we sometimes sing. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to take my sins away. I'm saying that the right way to read about Barabbas is to plug yourself in. Change that name to your name. It's not Barabbas. It's Thomas. It's Susan. It's Mikesh. It's Anne. It's whoever you are. We were let go. And Jesus took our place. There is a substitution. And this could only be done by Jesus. A human can't substitute for us, for our sin. Paul couldn't do it, Romans 9.3. Moses couldn't do it, Exodus 32.32. Only God, according to Psalm 49. Well, who goes free? Let me read our text one more time. 
This time from Matthew. When therefore they were gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release for you? Barabbas, or Jesus, was called Christ. With these things in mind, shall the guilty be released and the innocent suffer? Yes. The innocent is willed by God to suffer, and the guilty walk free. Go in peace, they said in former times. We are all Barabbas. How grateful we should be. With these things in mind, let's live a life worthy of our Lord. We hope you enjoyed Douglas's teaching on New Testament characters. For additional notes and resources, be sure to check out Douglas's website in the show notes. The website has hundreds of articles, podcasts, and videos for you to access for free. You can also become a premium subscriber and gain access to thousands of online resources from Douglas's teaching ministry. Thanks again for listening.